0: I'm Brian Tetta, executive producer of The View, and I'm here with Alyssa Farah Griffin. This is Behind the Table. Okay, Alyssa, so a theme of these podcasts has been, uh, this week, has been blurting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> On The View, never. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: Sunny was saying she's a blurter. Joy was saying that she, in fact, is a, is a big blurter. One person who I, I don't consider a blurter is Whoopi Goldberg. Yet today, uh, this happened. Disregard for people. Are you pregnant? No.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. What Why did you say that? that from? You can't say that when my mother-in-law is here. who has been dying for me to get pregnant. Why would you say that? Why do I look pregnant? Yes. I just got a... Did you get the glow? I got... I just please got please a I vibe. Please on my tummy.
0: <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> I don't even know where to start.
1: Well, just to, to set up for folks at home, which I yeah. alluded to in the show... My mother-in-law and my grandmother-in-law were in the front row to watch me, and they had tried to come to see me before, in the morning of, I tested positive for COVID. So this is a big deal. Yeah, Two people, if there are two people in my life who want me to be pregnant today more than anyone, <laughs> it's them. So just the most fortuitous timing. Um, I'm giving credit to my makeup artist for making my face look like it was glowing. I, I listen, I think
0: there's certainly <laughs> you glow, and that's a nice thing.
1: <laughs> Whoopi, no, she's just she just, she thinks out loud sometimes, and I chose to take it as a compliment that I'm glowing. Yes. Um she's so sweet at the break she was like apologizing to me and giving me the heart sign. It um that's the like that's what makes the show fun. It's completely unpredictable. I thought we were talking about Mitt Romney, but then we were talking about my pregnancy plans of the future, which just again headline news I am not pregnant at this time. Yes you'd like to make a
0: statement, <laughs> a formal statement. Um Yes, you never know what's going to happen any day. We are live, unscripted. We digress from time to time.
1: I I literally was getting texts, like, on the commercial break from reporters, like, do you care to respond to this? I was like, (laughs) I used to take questions about, like, there was, you know, a missile attack in Afghanistan. And now I'm like, "Um, no, I'm not going to comment on my fake pregnancy right now.
0: (laughs) Well, what we said to me, after she's like, it just came over me. I don't know what happened. I was it was like a vision. And she felt. It, well, it just came out of her. So
1: now everyone's convinced that she's sensing something and that it's going to happen in my future. So I'll report back, and I'll be sure to blurt it out if and when I am pregnant.
0: <laughs> yeah, mid-hot topic at the I, table. I will
1: definitely interrupt Whoopi to inform her.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I mean, it, it was very out of character. And the funniest thing is, the last time you were here, we were talking about how Whoopi often guards you against giving away too much personal information on the on Actually, the show.
1: <laughs> that's a great point because Whoopi would be, I guarantee if I actually told her privately that I was pregnant, mm-hmm. her advice would be, wait till you're ready to tell people. Yeah, so that's the funniest thing about it. So I'm like, she would never be like, just shout it on air. But listen, that's what makes the show interesting. It is.
0: So <laughs> let's talk about what we were supposed to talk about today, yes. which were politics of the day. And we were talking about Mitt Romney and, you know, as the, uh, the, Republican on the show that's here five days a week. This is something you are looking to talk about, yeah. the future of the party and what's going to happen. And and you got in a little bit here, but we were derailed. So what are your thoughts on this?
1: I mean, listen, I'm pouring one out for Romney leaving. It does feel like a lot of the Republicans of yesteryear that I really believed in that kind of drew me to the party are stepping aside because they feel like the MAGA wing is sort of taking over and, you know, has more power. But you can't give up hope. Um, I mean, listen, there are... I think that it's ultimately, frankly, going to come down to sort of the more far right Republicans continually losing for the party to wake up to the fact that what made us a strong, formidable party that represented half the country for generations was the fact that, you know, we stood for some things. Limited government, strong national defense, standing with our allies, you know, pro-family policies, Um, not this like grievance and pettiness and this sort of populism that's taken over, I love Mitt Romney. I, I Joy actually cracked me up today because it's something I think about a lot where she's like, man, I used to hit Mitt Romney, but he's looking pretty good compared to what, what things are today. I mean, yeah. I can't imagine... I can't really properly appreciate how good we had it that Mitt Romney and Paul Ryan was our ticket at one point. Two easily defensible, kind, decent public servants. And now I'm, you know, having to talk about Vivek Ramaswamy or Donald Trump after four indictments. So listen, we've got some course correcting to do. I'm, you know, I'm not a betting woman, but I'm pretty confident Donald Trump's going to be the nominee. And it's going to be a lot of uh, talking about what the party should be, not what it currently is.
0: Yeah. um, No, I think uh, I really like Joy's insights on that because I wasn't working here then, but I remember the sharp tongued women uh, gate, which was uh, I don't know if you even are aware of that. I'll send you some clips, but it was uh, a big deal at the time.
1: Well, okay. two things came to mind. She said that I did remember it. A, it shows how important the show has been through. Countless political seasons, right? Um, and that it's something that is on the radar of the candidates. Um, what's being said on the show, how we're talking about them. I also just loved that. That's about as mean as Mitt Romney gets. Like, <laughs> like I think he he. There's another line where he insulted someone. He doesn't really like. He he can't even really land a punch because he's such a decent person, which is just not what we're used to in politics.
0: Yeah. Well, I would love to have him on with us now. I think it'd be great. I so, I, yeah. I,
1: I think he might be open to it. There's something in in this piece that McKay Coppins wrote, and in the lengthy kind of announcement video that put out he put out made it seem like he has more to say so i'd love to see him be you know more vocal and talk about where the country should go yeah
0: and is friendly with him too so i think it would be great to have him come on um other things that we talked about on the show and planned to talk about but didn't get to as much as i wanted we were going to talk about uh mike pence He did a town hall the other day, and there was a lot made of the fact that he had to answer a question about if he had a a vice presidential nominee with him that was a woman, would he be allowed to eat alone with them? Of course, he had famously said due to his promise to his wife, he would never dine alone with a woman. And this is interesting because you worked for Mike Pence. You mentioned this morning that that's kind of a myth.
1: So it is kind of a myth, although I love Mike Pence's answer didn't make it much more understandable. But in my experience working for him— I, more times than I could count, advised him one-on-one, whether it was in his cabin on Air Force Two, whether it was at Camp David, in his office in the West Wing, um, when we were traveling, you know, he he's somebody who, that was, it was never a concern. I can't, I think we probably did leave the door open, but I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> and uh, To be honest, in this era, some people choose to do that, but to, to be honest, I'm not even sure, we, but anyway, I advised him countless times, one-on-one as a female advisor, we also had more senior staff heading departments within the office of the vice president that were women than were men. Um, People don't realize the office of the vice president is an 80-person staff. So he has his own national security advisor, comms team, domestic policy team, and he empowered women. He had a female deputy chief of staff. So it would not be an impediment to him. Um, I think his bigger impediment is the fact that that's a perception that people have um, That's different than you know he wants to have make sure he's eating dinner with his wife at the end of the day or something. right
0: No, of course of course. Well I, I thought he handled the question well, actually, all things considered. but um... he also
1: had a funny moment uh, yesterday he was getting like completely booed and some you know kind of a Trump person who was going after him and he quipped back and said, I'm gonna put you down as a maybe. He, there was a little you <laughs> saw a little of that pence you know sense of humor. Yeah,
0: no, it's uh, you know that's that's another candidate I'd love to have here, and and again, uh, the changing viewpoint of some of the <laughs> some of the co-hosts towards candidates over time as the landscapes change is interesting, and, and yeah.
1: And listen, every every host at least um, agrees that he stepped in in the moment that mattered the most to uphold the Constitution and. Pence played a critical role in protecting our democracy. So he would, it would not be an entirely, you know, by any means antagonist. No, I don't think they're ever going to
0: agree on on most political topics, but I think that they would have respect for what he did on that day for sure.
2: This is Sonny Hostin. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash view. Just go to indeed.com slash view right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash view. Terms and conditions apply.
0: Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's podcast is brought to you by Shopify. Ready to make the smartest choice for your business? Say hello to Shopify Did you know Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and supports global brands like Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen? Join millions of successful entrepreneurs across 175 countries, backed by Shopify's extensive support and help resources. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Start your success story today. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Put it all in lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash view now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash view. Um, All right. So one thing, speaking of the different opinions of the hosts, this is something that uh, has shocked the world a couple of times. Have you noticed this season you're agreeing with Sonny a lot?
1: (laughs) Um. Yes, and it shocks me as much as it shocks the world. Okay, so th- again, what makes this show good, but also I think makes Sunny very interesting, is she's not always predictable. There are certain topics I know she's hardline on and she's always going to come down a right. certain place. And then there's others where she's, um, I actually think of the liberal host, she's the most willing to criticize the current administration. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's there's some nuance with her Catholic faith at times where her her viewpoints aren't completely lockstep progressive. Um I also just think, listen, we. I don't know on any given day, are we going to be agreeing and smiling or are we going to have a heated segment and then go to commercial and move on? You don't know, but that's that's the nature of it. Right. Yeah. I don't know that there's like a ton at the end of the day that we'd be like, we agree on, but I think there's a respect, like a mutual respect for each other's. Positions.
0: On the relationship stuff, you guys tend to agree more. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then yesterday uh, when talking about the impeachment uh, inquiry, the idea yeah. that, that maybe yeah. there's. She's more, been consistently
1: yeah. critical of Hunter Biden because I think it's the lawyer side that right. she does see that there's there's some things there that are questionable. But, yeah, we're, we see things similarly on. Um, Men, husbands, keeping them under lock and key, (laughs) (laughs) going after any woman who would dare to flirt with them.
0: (laughs) Some lucky men you guys married. Um, (laughs) All right. So the other thing that uh, we've been talking about with the other co-hosts as we've been going through this is um, the idea of what doesn't get on the show. We've been talking about what's been left on the cutting room floor of the Hot Topics meeting. And every once in a while, there's something that I think is interesting, but not everybody's into. And this is one of those today because you had something. There was a woman in New York who was so fed up with online dating that she took to the streets with a sign that said, looking for a husband. (laughs) It went viral. Now, as one of the younger uh, members of the team – did you ever do online dating before you were uh, married?
1: Oh yes. I, okay. The fun Alyssa fact: I was actually in an early Hinge ad. Oh really? A friend of mine was one of the co-founders of it, and he's like, "I didn't think this was going to become like a huge nationwide thing. I thought it was like a local DC app." So I like filmed an ad that I was pretending I was on a date meeting <laughs> someone. Um, I did. I did the apps for a little bit. I only went on one date from them, and he was a mutual. He was. A, we had a close mutual friend, so it didn't feel that um, you know, anonymous or anything. It didn't go anywhere, but. I did have, there's the one terrible ex-boyfriend I talked about on the show. Mm -hmm. Um, We've been dating for a year and a half and I'm sitting in, I think we're at my house and I see his Tinder messenger go off on his phone. He was still on (laughs) freaking Tinder. So that my only, I do think you should, if you're really looking and want to be deliberate about finding a relationship, I do think you should do the apps, but you need to try to suss out people who are like actually there for the right reasons. Um, Which is hard to do, I think. I'm not really, that's what I think is hard. I do think it also makes dating a lot more like a la carte. Like it's easy to be like, oh, that date was, you know, fun, but let's see who else is out there. Let's see who else is out there. I I think it makes it easy to not invest in one person, but at the same time, you've got to be deliberate if you're trying to find someone.
0: There was a really interesting article. Ask
1: if they have a girlfriend. That's a good one. That's a good
0: one to open with. (laughs) Are you, are you... (laughs) Are you married? (laughs) Uh, There was an interesting article the other day about – I can't remember where I read it – about the dating app algorithms and people trying to break free of them because they find that they're being – like once they're established as a a certain (laughs) level of appeal for somebody, they get stuck. So much like everything else with algorithms. Oh,
1: totally, that's completely true. Also, they make it really hard to delete your profiles. My husband and I were joking recently, we're like, are we maybe still on dating apps? <laughs> they make it very complicated. So what? if you see like Alyssa Farah, Capitol Hill Staffer, that's an old app from like seven years ago. <laughs>
0: it's good to put that out there, yeah. And and then you're in the ad, so that's fantastic. Yes. And don't think that's not coming back at someone's some point. I know, someone's gonna find that. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna find it and we're gonna air it on the show. Um, that's fantastic. All right, so the other thing that's been uh, people love about you and has become more apparent in your coming on two years of appearing on this show mm-hmm. is your love of Bravo and reality shows. We have a question from a fan. It is at the Donald on Instagram. <laughs> what Bravo shows would you place each of your co-hosts in?
1: That's so good. I'm, I am obsessed with Bravo. I didn't realize how obsessed I was, but because this job lets me lean into it, I'm like, okay, actually, I watch all of the shows. Why did I ever pretend I did it? Right. Um, okay, this is... This is easy, Sunny Real Housewives of New York City, the new one, the reboot. I watched that show and I'm like, the only thing missing is Sunny Hostin with the (laughs) earrings and the glam and the outfit, and I just feel like it would be perfection. There was like a someone had like a petition to like cast her in it at one point, so she'd be Real Housewives. Sarah, um, Sarah Haynes, I would say Southern Charm, even though I know she's from Iowa, she's got that like congeniality and sweetness and sort of that like small-town America kind of vibe, and she just looks like the all-American princess, she would be excellent there. Okay, Whoopi, I would do below deck, and she would definitely be the captain. Like, you could just picture in a captain's hat, like, bossing everyone around. Yeah. Um, Joy... See, she wouldn't fit into a real house. I would put her, oh, Top Chef. That's still Bravo. Okay. I would say I could see her as a judge on Top Chef. Yeah. Um, Judge is good for joy. Judging. Like, yeah. And anything they bring Mm -hmm. to her is not as good as her lasagna. Like, (laughs) I think um, Anna should probably be in Real Housewives of Miami, too. I think so. I feel like they'll probably recruit her at some point. Yeah, I'm sure they've tried. (laughs) I'm sure
0: that's come up. But, uh, yeah, no, that's fantastic. What are you watching on Bravo right now? What are you really into?
1: Uh, well, Southern Charm season premiere is coming out today, which I'm excited about. Um, I am actually, I'm loving Real Housewives of New York City. We had Jenna Lyons on, who I think the whole, ca- all of us are obsessed with. Yeah. Former J. Crew creative director. She just brings this like sophistication to Bravo that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like just the right amount of drama and cattiness, but then also like some nice storylines. So that's kind of my favorite right now.
0: I've noticed since you've joined the show, they're a little more open to talking reality than they used to be, which is a credit to you. I think you've made it a little interesting and for us. Producer Vicky. <laughs> and producer Vicky for sure. And also I think just Vanderpump in in particular, they got into a little bit of Scandaval. So
1: it's I think they realize like it's such a phenomenon. Like it, whether it's Scandaval or any of the Bravo stuff, so many smart, serious people watch it because it's kinda like letting your hair down and like letting your mind kind of be at ease and just enjoy something. And it's like bizarrely relatable. Um yeah, we almost did another Scandal Soria this morning. Maybe we'll save it for tomorrow. Yeah. But we got to Real Housewives, so we did one Bravo. I
0: mean, it's it's more than we used to do. And I'm I'm very excited about the potential of the Golden Bachelor on the View. Oh, I think that I think the hosts are into that. I, I that do
1: too. Well also Alex Whoopi's daughter likes Bravo, so I think that's made her she's like, if she likes it, it can't be that bad. So that helps open her up <laughs> to the topic.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. All right, last question. Any standout moments from the first couple weeks of the new season?
1: You know, I think the most memorable will be ask, being asked on live television if I'm pregnant by Whoopi Goldberg and EGOT
0: winner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can say that I,
1: happened. I, listen, I thought our first week was phenomenal and I was nervous about cuz we didn't have Whoopi. Um but I felt like everyone was just ready to be back. There was so much we wanted to talk about and then getting Whoopi back kind of just like made it all come together. Um Whoopi said it today. She was like there's a like an energy and I'm really happy. I feel like there's just a good vibe this season yeah and there's gonna be no shortage of drama and things that happen but there's just an energy that you know ask me in a few months if that energy's still there but i'm, I'm excited well
0: expect the unexpected as we all continue to <laughs> and uh, expect that you're not expecting at the moment exactly. <laughs> all right so uh tomorrow anna navarro any questions for anna navarro huh.
1: I w- i'm still curious i think she answered on air who her favorite republican candidate in the field is
0: all right well i mean go. we're
1: all just dreaming at this point it's gonna be trump and, and your current at hear. the moment is who well <laughs> Okay, it's Will Hurd who It's Not Gonna Happen. Nikki Haley is my dark horse. She's so politically talented. Please come, Nikki.
0: (laughs) Love it. All right, thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.
2: Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer.
0: The first ever criminal trial of a former president is underway in Manhattan. It's one of potentially four trials facing former President Trump as he makes his third bid for the White House. What do voters think about his culpability and would a guilty verdict make a difference in the election? I'm Galen Druk, and every Monday and Thursday on the 538 Politics podcast, we break down the latest news from the campaign trail. We sort through the noise and zoom in on what really matters using data and research as we go. That's 538 Politics every Monday and Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts.